got a whole lot of loving just for you. I got all this loving, but I just want you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> we are keeping this scene. Hello, and welcome to Hella Radio. I am Sally. I'm Nora Rose. And I'm Kate. <laughs> And we need to and talk about Destiel. <laughs> we are this happy because Cass is back, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um I'll just jump into the summaries. <laughs> Summary. Thank you. Words I can yep. Okay. Um I first have to say that the big in caps super small summary is Misha calling the returns. <laughs> um, so yay. Uh, Lucifer drives Sam to the breaking point and Sam ends up in a mental hospital. Desperate to save his brother, Dean calls every hunter he knows <clears throat> for help. One of the hunters gives him the name of the healer who turns out to have a very familiar face. Guest star, Misha Collins. You know that I actually asked people on Tumblr uh, about, like, when people who were, like, watching live. Uh, what, mm -hmm. I was like, oh my god, this must have been, like, amazing to, ha like, suddenly have cast back after this because it looked that he wouldn't come back this was supposed to be terminal like whatever um, <laughs> and they were like they were like yeah they actually showed in like episodes promos for like the weekly episode promos that he was gonna be back and i, I thought that was like so upsetting <laughs> like, like who, who puts a spoiler like that in a promo <laughs> well okay two things do you know about the black feather uh, campaign. No. Oh, no. Okay, so when he was gone, fans banded together and sent the studio black feathers. Oh my god. <laughs> awesome. In an effort to try to say, hey, we really want this character back. And it worked. <laughs> um I know, right? And then also, I was looking at the um, the wiki for uh, the episode, and the promotion does say uh, Misha Collins will return to Supernatural for one episode with the possibility of two beyond that. The internet exploded with fanish glee. Misha commented, it's true. I'm going to be back on the reality show about the two brothers who <laughs> drive around testing out CD motels. Any questions? <laughs> so it was not a secret that he was coming back right yeah because okay. they they got the message that they done fucked up yeah <laughs> and i think that's part of the reason i think the campaign was part of the reason why it wasn't a secret was because they were like okay 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 our our ratings are tanking <laughs> we need to do yep. something <laughs> right yeah i guess yeah that makes sense. Yeah, they. I was looking at that too, and there were a couple interviews that he did prior to the episode coming out where they're like, oh, everybody's talking about your back. Can you say anything about 
how you come back and he was just very coy because he had to be so nobody yeah. knew what it meant for him to be back and looking not like himself but oh yeah so poor me yeah. having to come up with like different answers and like keep getting the same question over and over even though he couldn't actually answer it that's got to be the most annoying thing about being a television actor is like if it's big enough to go to comic con and things like that you're inevitably between seasons going to get someone asking so what's in store for next season and you're like great stuff i can't <laughs> tell you unless you are mark ruffalo and literally stream your meeting with marvel via phone or video or what instagram or whatever it was yeah Oh, but I think man. also it's like it's it must must be like common knowledge. Obviously, like fans don't care about that, but I feel like hosts or and interviewers will just like let let you off the hook easier because yeah, they yeah. know how these things work. Yeah, they just have yeah. to contractually ob- obligated to ask those questions, <laughs> even though they know they won't get an answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they even show that in um, French Mistake when they're interviewing Sam slash Jared. And and they're like, so this happened and this happened. What's next for Sam Winchester? And he's just sort of like, oh, the fuck would I know? <laughs> Wish I knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel uh, like it's so unbelievable they didn't take the scripts back. But okay. <laughs> oh man anyway so uh do we have themes for this episode oh well (laughs) (laughs) do we kate i know that you have some i have a couple um basically going off of what we've talked about in previous uh episodes the concept of loss but now you have it transition into lost and found because cast's back yay <laughs> uh they've lost so much up till this point and um as we hear later on when this happens again in the show cast is back it's a big win for us so mm-hmm. that's my first one i have uh fixing it Like yeah. they even use that phrase. Like it's it's like we've got we can fix this. You know we maybe you came back to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I think it uh, uh well obviously it applies to Sam too, but I think it also applies to Sam and Marin, the girl who's in the uh, psych ward with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just trying to keep doing what they do is fixing it. Yeah. And holding on to that. Yeah. Uh, I have guilt, which is, <laughs> it's like, what is supernatural about? It's mostly about family and guilt. <laughs> <laughs> and trauma. Yeah. And trauma. So, yeah. And trauma. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. 
uh yeah if we're going around in a circle the other one uh one of the other ones that i had was there's a lot of parallels around brothers and this is something that sarah gamble who wrote the episode comes back to a lot about it being about the brothers obviously sam and dean but then also Marin and her brother and then mm. in the end cass and uh hallucination lucifer um says right. hello yeah. brother when he takes on sam's scars so they're yeah. just like i heard you like brothers so we put brothers on your brothers <laughs> <laughs> you can brother while you're brother <laughs> oh wow uh, yeah. i actually had a line um that i thought could kind of be a thesis statement for this episode mm. um it's when Dean and Emmanuel are in the car and Dean is, you know, kind of begrudgingly telling him what all happened while skirting around what actually happened. Um, and uh, he he says something about like, you know, uh, you know, you're angry and he's like, yeah, but I shouldn't, you know, he he argues the idea of having to be angry and and then Cass says you're not a machine dean you're human and i think that is applicable to everyone in this episode including Cass yeah 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 Um, I like it. Is separation trauma a thing? <laughs> because I feel like everybody's going through that. Like obviously Dean and Cass, but also the mm, the sister and brother because the ghost of the brother just like refuses to leave and wants yeah basically her to like kill herself to be with him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Um, I, along the trauma, I also had, uh, medical trauma, um, which is a serious discussion, so I didn't want to dwell on it too much, but this, like, rewatching it now, I was just like, oh man, like, if somebody, this is a hard episode to watch for, like, I don't know, there's a lot of medical stuff in this, and, yeah. uh, I was, when we were looking at, um, uh, interviews, somebody had interviewed Sarah, about this episode and she said mental hospitals are just such a fun juicy place for us to go on this show it's chock full of classic horror movie tropes i think that we find them to be terrifying places i'm like that's not helpful (laughs) that's that's disgusting i actually do have a note about how i hate how in this show, we're like, oh, no, mel- mental illness isn't a thing. It's just ghosts. Yeah. Like, yeah. it. Like, yeah, it's interesting. It's bullshit. That, uh, like, yeah, that a case comes by and it's something that Sam can fix. But at the same time, she could just be having trauma. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, yeah, just some stuff in this episode. Uh, it was just really but- conscious of. It's also interesting how how uh, Cass says that yes, it's okay. He can fix uh, 
illnesses of like spiritual kind or something. I feel like that's like yeah. the first time they even like kind of talk about any of that. But also mm-hmm. the way that they use the word spiritual, which is mm-hmm. again like associated heavily with religion and spirits and ghosts and so on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last uh theme that I have I'm not it's not really a theme for this episode but kind of a theme for the entire show um is the self-sacrificing angel of Thursday yeah very much we absolutely love and hate to see that (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) I was yelling at the tv he walks towards potential death twice in this episode yeah yeah, well, and then and then and then he literally sacrifices himself for Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just hate that they sent him in without like because he doesn't remember who he is and he doesn't remember how he he smites people, right? How how mm-hmm. what what is he supposed to do? And Dean is like, yeah, that's like riding a bike, and I absolutely love that he says, I don't know how to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> adorable <laughs> but also like society if dean had like taken his hand and put it on his face to make make him remind how oh, these things work oh my god my heart that's <laughs> awful i love it i love it so much it hurts um, <laughs> i can yeah, yeah i can see katie's in pain like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's that they i was screaming when he uh they have that conversation and he just looks at dean and says i'll try and then just walk like he he still doesn't remember who dean is um yeah do we have any other uh themes for this episode uh well sally you had one what 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 was my theme (laughs) what was help me (laughs) Um, well, I don't know if it was what you were going to say before we had to readjust, but um, the the Georgian movie, the, no, no. <laughs> the Georgian, yeah, this was uh, yeah my 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 way of remembering the word repentance. Uh, yeah, I just think that's like we have already talked about that about cast and like technically repentance key. and fixing it are very similar things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, ca- cast of uh, taking on if. Like, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, and, yeah, yeah. Repentance is just a more churchy way of saying churchy it. Way of yeah, saying it. like repentance <laughs> and martyrdom and yeah. guilt and yep, fixing I, it. Yeah, I love all that. Misusing all those words. <laughs> I think you're using it correctly. <laughs> it's definitely repentance. Uh, yeah, for sure. Car- carries with Cass. For a long time after this too not yeah just this well and it gets worse too like he has other things to atone for that's another word atonement mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we have no other uh themes then we can go to break let's fantastic <laughs> Okay, so we cannot uh, because because this is supernatural, which is a 
big show on Tumblr and <laughs> there is another big show on Tumblr. We cannot go through this episode without mentioning the fact that the girl who plays Marin also plays Abigail Hobbs in Hannibal. And yes. plays a very similar character. Abigail Hobbs and Marion are very similar. Very similar. Down to having a neck injury and yeah. a big bandage on it. And being haunted by, you guessed it, family trauma. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great, great crossover. Not a good thing yeah. to be typecast for, I guess. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she's really good at it. Like, she's, she really brings it, and especially in Hannibal, but we were talking before recording this that it's very likely that se- scenes from this episode would have been on her, like, audition reel to go into Hannibal. <laughs> yeah. Because she yeah. did it very, very soon before uh, Hannibal was out, so... Yeah. Um. I don't. Other than other than Marion, I don't have any notes until Emmanuel shows up. Um, <laughs> and the first thing that I have written is, uh, I seem to be able to help to a certain degree. What's your issue? And then oh, we have the longest so ass many. pause. <laughs> the longest ass pause. <laughs> no, we actually the ass comes before that. Like the opening shot. That's true. That's the true. Ass. <laughs> this is true. Oh, right. Um, oh my god. Yeah, he just is so taken aback. And what was that post that had? I think it had a screenshot of one of the scripts, not the final shooting script, or maybe one of the final shooting scripts that in the description, Dean has his like, what the fuck face on. Mm -hmm. And then somebody took gifts of this is what Dean's what the fuck face looks like. And this is Dean's heartbroken face. Guess which one he's doing in this scene. It's the heartbroken face. Remind me how much money does Jensen Eccles owe me at this point? (laughs) (laughs) So much. So much. So much money in yeah. in in psychological damages because <laughs> that is not his. This is really weird face. That is heartbroken, surprised. He's confused. absolutely devastated, but like he also doesn't want want Cass or Emmanuel to like look through that. So he kind of it's very layered. It's so oh, yeah. like a good Texan onion that doesn't exist. Describe Jensen Eccles, you're welcome. Like a blooming onion of emotion. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, he just pulls this off so well. Like, you could make a drinking game out of how many times I wrote in my notes, Dean's face, because it's frequent. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but like Daphne is like such a. <laughs> I don't even know, but like I, I love how the first thing he does, cast is the, to go her and un- untie her, and he's just like mm-hmm. totally worried and like. But I also love about Cass before he finds out that he is Cass, that he is like generally like the same guy. You know, he's awkward and he 
kind of talks in the same way, even though his voice yeah. isn't entirely like Cassidy, but like the delivery of lines, like how he talks is exactly like how yeah. Cass talks. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about something a little weird? Please. Yes. Uh so it's not obvious yet, but it is uh, season nine. Um when Cass is human. Yeah. And 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 he has sex with the Reaper. And it's made very clear that this is the first time that he's having sex. So that implies that Emmanuel never had sex with Daphne. He doesn't that how it works with <laughs> Jewish people? I don't know. Well, it, but they're married. A... But they're oh, married. Oh, right. But then when when they're driving in the car, Dean says, "So is that your wife?" And Emmanuel says, "Well, she found me and cared for me." Yeah, and no. this only a few months ago. So it almost sounds like they're not actually married, but they present like they are. And I, I, I didn't check to see if they were wearing rings, but yeah, it's very no, weird. I, yeah, I think like the accepted thing, reading of this, is that they are married. Like I have all, only, like everybody thinks they are. Maybe they aren't. I don't know. Good, 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 good thing. Point to investigate, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Misha has also like said that <laughs> Daphne is probably the weirdest character. <laughs> because she just found this dude naked in a lake and just like married probably that's where he's coming from and he said and married him like on the spot without yeah. knowing anything about him so maybe Misha is to blame for it for this thing like he is for most things so I'm just you know. it's, it's true it's true um yeah, and then poor Daphne, her her husband just like goes off to do his healing thing and never returns. Never <laughs> she never hears from him. I mean, she she literally one day she had a husband that came from somewhere, and next day he just disappears. It's like a fever dream. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> like she had to be for like. She's like, he was here for months. How did, what? <laughs> but my absolute favorite headcanon is that uh, once Dean and Cass get together, it's like Cass's kids just like keep showing up. Like Claire is the first one. <laughs> and then it's Jack. And then the kid's kid he had with Daphne shows up. And then some other kid. And Dean is like, with how many people did you actually sleep? <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. I like that. Listeners, write that fic. And obviously, Dean being Dean, you know, he is very maternal. Bless him, so he has to take care of all these kids, but at the same time, he's irritated as fuck. My child, my child, my child. Yeah. Oh, man. I love it. Yeah. I... I love Meg. I love Meg so much. Meg is amazing, yeah. I I I love Rachel Miner and I love Meg. And and I love so many of her lines about, you know, 
just like trying to convince Dean to tell Cass who he is. <laughs> and she's oh I she's just she's just she's just a gift. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All that sarcasm packed into one tiny body. <laughs> Sometimes it explodes out rather violently. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, she says some very knowing things. I know we're skipping around a lot, but towards the end when Cass is about to go smite people, she says, you're enjoying the double dip with your old pal. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dean says, "You think this is that cut and dry?" He, Dean, keeps re- referring to what's going on with Cass as like this couldn't have been messier. Like all of these conflicted emotions, and just makes you know the Heller brain go wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and he, even though he's so angry at Cass, he's unwilling to fuck up the Emmanuel apple pie life that he's got yeah is that a good thing you said i feel like right yeah i feel yeah i feel like he is no i just had this terrible thought that is the he is doing the exact thing that Cass did in uh good not the goodbye stranger the other one i hate was it (laughs) the man who would be king right when he is yeah uh, Goodbye Stranger and The Man Who Would Be King are the episodes. So they they are. The other one. They um, are. No, that's fair. Yeah, so, and also, like, he, he, yeah, he tries to, like, shelter Cass and just, like, keep him, you know? Yeah, he's trying yeah. to, it's almost like an inverse of what happened with Dean and Lisa. Like, yeah. He's almost like, well, I couldn't have that, so I want you to be able to have that, even though it's not really yeah. real. Ah... Yeah, yeah, and there's, I feel like there's also, like, something, yeah, yeah, exactly what you said. And I have nothing to add. I don't know why I started the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have plenty to add. Um, but yeah, also the jealousy between uh, Dean when, like, they have the shot of Meg, like, flirting with Emmanuel, and they're in the foreground, but the focus is on Dean between them in the background, just being like, okay, move it along. Stop standing <laughs> yeah. so close to him. <laughs> yeah. um, we have to, triangle. especially since you talked about it, uh, Sally, We, I have to point out again that the smiting is a palm to the forehead. Yes. I, I just I have to point these things out. Eventually we will talk about it. <laughs> She's building a case, Your Honor. <laughs> uh, and that scene when he's smiting all those demons outside front of the um the the hospital at the the with the flashbacks and the music. I didn't and the remember the lighting light. Yeah. Me neither. I was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I just, I imagined sitting there watching this live and being like, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had to look up the music because it was so cool, and it's uh, "Turn Into Earth" by the Yardbirds, and so I looked it up on YouTube to make sure that was the the right song because they don't use the lyrics in the show, and mm-hmm. like ninety percent of the comments oh, on course. YouTube were. Quotes from this episode, people being like, I found this because of Supernatural. And then a bunch of people being like, I remember seeing the Yardbirds in the 60s. Like, the Venn diagram. That was the... Right? But yeah, and that the flashbacks are, the majority of them are about Dean. Yes! I mean, he doesn't, you know, he he has like... tunnel vision but like the equivalent is tunnel memory he doesn't remember (laughs) anything except Dean the only things that aren't about Dean are having to do with Crowley and the purgatory spell and then breaking Sam's noggin those are the only things everything else is when he first met Dean when they're in the beautiful room and he saves him from Zachariah all this other stuff I'm just like yeah, it makes me insane. <laughs> I, saw, I, I saw this. I saw this post uh, a couple of I don't know when, like last year. I don't know at the time isn't one year anyway. So <laughs> I saw this post once about how he gets into this car, uh, Dean's car, uh, and he. I mean, they ha- have this whole conversation how he's like, "Oh, you kill a lot of people," so he knows that Dean is a serial killer, <laughs> and he's like. He still gets in Dean's car, and, and somebody under the post was like, yeah, he doesn't remember who he is, but he still remembers to think with his dick. And <laughs> that is accurate in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. He knows, yep. he knows in his heart that that's where he's supposed to be, but it was just like any other person. <laughs> yeah. And this, and it appears when he says that, that it's been hours into them driving, or at yeah. least a significant yeah. amount of time. And he's just like, I get the sense you kill a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next next moment, he's like, Dean, you are not a machine. <laughs> like, no, he's a serial killer, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, and I just love that he says that because it's such an inverse of when, uh, at the end of season six, when he visits Dean in Bobby's house and he says, you're just a man, Dean, but now it's, you're only human, but with like empathy instead of yeah trying to like have power. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if they did that on purpose, but it was great. Yeah. If you remember, then you know you did the best you could at the time. And then Cass makes some comment about how many people have died. And he's like, we didn't part friends, Dean. And Dean's response is, so what? I Sometimes I just want to pluck him out of narrative and just like make him watch his the lines he has delivered like from an outside perspective so i so he suffers like i suffer in this. <laughs> <laughs> i love you he just yeah it kind of comes back to what you had said in a previous episode sally the like fuck soulmates i love you on purpose he 
doesn't care about the deaths in heaven or earth, which that is usually Dean's thing of like, humans shouldn't be dying. He just wants Cass back. He just wants Cass to be okay. They're also having yeah. this conversation instead of going in and saving Sam. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They were about to go. Cass has his, obviously, like, yeah, that would be really discombobulating to have, like, the the sheets pulled back and you know who you are now. But, like, they're spending all this time, they're walking away from the hospital, and it's not like, go get Sam. <laughs> we're gonna have this yeah. time right now to do this. And the crazy thing is, it's still not like, go get Sam, or go fix Sam, or whatever you want to call it. He's There's still one more thing that needs to happen. And you both know what it is. And I'm sure listeners, you know what it is too. The fucking trench coat. The coat. Which has more to it than is just in the episode. A fan won a copy of the script from Misha and posted the relevant pages on Tumblr. The removed lines have Dean saying of the trench coat, dumb to keep, I know, I saw you, dissolve or whatever, but just in case, because I never stopped wanting to fix it either. So we got something in common. Just take it, please. Oh, this was awkward. Okay. <laughs> no, if you thought they Go couldn't ahead. have had like a repressed man say that on the show, so nope. obviously, exactly, it gets more awkward. awkward from there. Yeah. Well, and it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I everybody just... has said this, but like the fact that he carried that coat like with him, exactly, and changed cars like a lot. It's, it's like two or three of them, I think. More right? even. Several. Yeah. Several. Yeah. A lot of cars. Yeah. With the only other thing they carry is like their go bag full of guns and the coat. It yeah. doesn't have a practical purpose. It is purely a sentimental relic. For and gas. the fact that we don't know that, we, that he's been carrying around the coat until this moment. And... And I'm sure that, like, I'm sure there were numerous people who were like, wait a minute, he's been carrying that with him. But I'm sure there were plenty of people who it didn't even phase them that he had had the coat with them. No. Because yeah. the last time we saw it, he had pulled it out of the river, but we never see him put it in the trunk or do anything else with it until then. No. Should we talk about... At least I have from the Supernatural Wiki the reaction that Misha and Jensen had to those lines that were in the original script. We can. Let's let's go there. <laughs> I think we have to, even though I don't want to. Uh, okay, so this is what is from the Supernatural Wiki. I didn't have a chance to like go full detective on it. Let's see, but um, they said that line that a line had been changed for Cass, 
and that Dean had a line earlier that referenced something like the smell of the coat or Dean cuddling up to it. Jensen said that Misha had called the scene, quote, gay in a previous panel. I know, yes. (laughs) And Jensen referred to it as unmanly. That is in quotes. And this line, this, this quote makes me very sad. Um, from Jensen, which would make sense because Sarah Gamble is a girl. She writes amazing, but sometimes there are some effeminate lines like, I guess I really hoped you'd come back someday. So this is the man that Kripke has hired? <laughs> Interesting. No First time I'm seeing him. <laughs> nice. Good for yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Like, like, I don't agree with Sarah Gamble on some of her choices, but like, come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously, like, I feel everybody has very strong feelings about Sarah, but I do enjoy genuinely uh, the um, the villains in this season. Like, probably, mm-hmm. they are probably my favorite. And yeah. the entire build-up to um, Purgatory is also nice. So, yeah. yeah. And she wrote, she wrote this episode, she wrote, uh, now I'm blanking on the other ones, uh, she wrote Repo Man. Like, I just... Or no. Ben Edlund did. Wait. One of those that we just talked about was uh, was her. Um, but yeah. So, sorry that I had to be the downer and bring that up. No, that, that it was changed. But that it still comes across as so heartfelt and sentimental and romantic as the way we, we read it. And you just can't get away from something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even the fact that they changed the scene and like took out the lines, and the fact that even the actors, and the fact that out of actors, Misha was like, "Ooh, this is <laughs> this is okay." It's like obviously they they knew, you know. Like I, I hate that I always have this thing that well, I have. I feel like I have to prove to people that this show is like, you know, if the death deal is real. I mean, it is real. <laughs> they knew that back then. Right? Whichever season this is. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. And they made choices to make it less so. So, yeah. Know. And then they made choices like Goodbye Stranger where they made it more so. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. If, if that's where your writer's are if that's what's in their heads that you have to like rewrite stuff i don't know maybe yeah. it's a subconscious thing i don't know I, I can't pretend that i'm any kind of prolific writer but it i don't know when you come up with lines like that and there's not something behind it, it just seems weird like why would they have written yeah. it that way in the first well, place that it had to be changed and it's not even like the scene was rewritten they just had him hold out the trench coat and that was it they had no dialogue for that scene yeah after Mm -hmm. after he gives him back the trench coat they just cut that scene yeah i feel like it is so insane that because like as a writer usually like when you write scripts like the huge unwritten rule is that you are not supposed to directly right characters say what they want right they always want something from each other that's gonna be like what's 
goes into subtext. And a lot of writers actually struggle with that to like keep that in, in subtext. But like people in Supernatural are great at that. But at the same time, they will keep telling you that you are supposed to read these lines at like face level and don't even look at subtext, which is like yeah, absolutely yeah. insane to me. And like even when they don't have dialogue, it almost feels more authentic because why would Dean say something? He wouldn't wear his heart out on his sleeve. He would just be like, oh, here, I know what'll fix it. Your coat. You will feel like yourself when you're wearing your coat and I will just hand it to you and they don't have to talk. Like it almost makes it more romantic, yeah. I guess, because they have that connection already. You don't have to say uh, it. In defense of Jensen Eccles, I, I mean, that's rare. <laughs> I was about to say. But I remember seeing uh, a panel with him where he's talking about the scene and the, I, if I remember this right, the words he uses is that not that it was too feminine or something. The, I, I think the words he used in this specific panel was that Dean specifically as a character wouldn't say that as mm -hmm. it, it yeah. is written. And I kind of agree with him on that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's kind of... I made a joke about that the repressed men wouldn't say it, and then in the end it's, you know, kind of true. Like, he has... And also, like, that, that, that joke uh, or that thing he says about um, one of the lines... You just quoted, I don't remember. But it felt like the, the lines you, you just read out, I, I feel like uh, they were emotional, but if Dean had said them, they would have he would have said them in like a fun, jokey way. You know? Like yeah. cuddling. Yeah, yeah now I remember, I remember like about cuddling. He would probably like have made that into a joke. Yeah. yeah, And not yeah. gone like full on tilted lover. Yeah. 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 Uh... Also, just for anybody who's looking for it, this these quotes were supposedly from uh, J.I.B. Khan in 2012. So, yeah. that's what that's from. Um, but yeah, that whole scene with them by the car just makes me insane. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, sorry, go ahead. No, I just, it's interesting how, how even now, the, like, the, the, this entire thing, like, Dean is there, like, to help his brother, but, like, his objective shifts throughout this. And, mm -hmm. like, his object keeping Cass, like, shielded from this trauma that he went through but doesn't remember, kind of becomes his, like, main objective through this. Yeah. And yeah. then once he Cass knows what happened, then he just is obsessed or just, like, it's very important to him to make sure that Cass is okay now mm -hmm. that he has learned this. Too. So, yeah. 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 One, of, one of the few times that Dean has, like, emotional intelligence that we get to see. <laughs> and interestingly, dear Jensen Eccles, I would argue that that happens because this episode was written by a woman. <laughs> yes. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yeah. Um... Exactly. And then Cass um, wears the coat and it's very yes. exciting when he shows up uh, in the next scene and he has it on. Over his like knitted sweater, what is he wearing? Like cardigan <laughs> or something. Yeah, little, his little dad cardigan. It's great. Um, One more uh, hand grace 
thing uh, when he transfers the hallucinations from uh, Sam to himself. He again uses a palm to the forehead. Yeah, which is it's, an it's interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of a the fingers are a little more splayed than usual. Yeah. He's almost like, you know, alien face hugger. Probably Jared's face. face is larger than Jesus. <laughs> that's, that. valid. Yeah. Yeah. that's valid. That's <laughs> valid. This is true. This is true. Um, yeah. Walks into death, potential death a second time because he says, if I don't get a chance to tell you again, I'm sorry that I did this to you. Like, he's fully prepared yeah. to, like, absorb whatever this is and not make it. Yeah. And uh martyrs himself just like Dean does. They just kind of trade off martyrdom between the two. Yeah. yeah. Um which I don't know, going back to the discussion by the car, I just wanted to talk about Cass says, I deserve to die. And then mm-hmm. it cuts to Dean's face, and he just looks absolutely devastated to hear that and just like the parallels between Cass and Dean in that where they just both have these thoughts about themselves at different times throughout the show well and up until this episode Dean has thought that Cass is dead and he's been grieving it and and then finally he realizes that he's not dead and then and and it's this big relief and then to have him say i deserve to die that oh after after having gone through so many months of grieving his death only to get him back and then have him say that is just this sequence of events that has got to just absolutely break his heart yeah absolutely yeah but it's it's so interesting that Cass gets to say that and he I, I think he's like the only character I can remember who like has actually admitted that he has been thinking about killing himself like obviously like, Dean loves killing himself <coughs> and, like it's, it's his passion and he will you know but, but I mean he did literally like will, will I don't know inject stuff in his heart and stop it because he is suicidal yeah. because Cass is gone but like Cass also says in that episode when he sits down on Dean's bed when they're at the motel and they have this very open conversation before Sam walks in and he's like uh because a lot of angels died because of what he did and he I don't remember the exact quote but he's like I've been thinking about or killing myself or whatever anyway he is like yeah. direct openly talking about being suicidal yeah uh yeah and I guess Cass gets to say that and he doesn't like other things on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. From Dean's brain to Cass's mouth. <laughs> they are just so parallel to each other. It just makes me want to eat glass. 
Yeah. yeah. Just- well, and then, and it's so interesting too. Um, sorry to interrupt, no. but uh, with the whole thing about, uh, you know, him saying that I deserve to die earlier in this very episode, Dean, when they're just like meeting each other, Dean says, like, well, what if you were some kind of, you know, bad guy? And Emmanuel says, I don't feel like a bad person. Yeah. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? That's such a good point. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to marinate in that one for a minute. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that's, like, such a, you know, such a, like, pure thing to say. I love it. It's very, you know. Yeah. And he almost, like, before he answers, he, like, kind of thinks. He's like, yeah. I don't feel yeah. like a bad guy. And then as soon as he remembers who he is, it all just comes crashing down. And that's what Dean was afraid of. Oh, my want- God. Now I'm thinking about regarding Dean. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Punch in the face. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> This was supposed to be a fun episode. <laughs> was it? I mean, we enjoy being hurt in the heart a lot, so I guess it's fun <laughs> in that way. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, that, another thing just jumped on me that these cast, uh, Emmanuel cast, kind of reminds me with that line and just like general, generally how he behaves or how he acts of Jack in mm-hmm. a way. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. I think like the innocence they have, Jack has the, and like this cast also has it without all the baggage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh fun, fun, fun fact. When I first watched this episode, I don't know what, what, what was wrong with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because no, I, I genuinely like the first scene when when wife is talking to Dean about Emmanuel. I kept hearing Emmanuel as the Manuel, and that has given me a lot of brain rot. <laughs> I was like, what, what? But also like when I go into it and like start like interpreting it and let the brain worms do their thing. <laughs> yeah. The- manual part <laughs> gets to me <laughs> I was like what, what, what kind of name is that and it was like yeah okay. then I heard that it was a manual and not the manual so <laughs> and it was an actual name and some kind of title <laughs> in a weird church as I thought <laughs> okay 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 here here's this um, you know uh, I'm just thinking um, the Hallelujah Chorus uh, by Handel the, the, and that whole not just the the Messiah that's what it's called um, yeah. there is there is one of the pieces in the Messiah is uh, just listing a bunch of um names that christ is known by mm-hmm. and one of them is the emmanuel yeah right okay yep. yeah 
and that Emmanuel <laughs> translated means God is with us. So do with that what you will. Bouncy baby names. Bouncybabynames.com. Right. <laughs> um they did say on the supernatural wiki that um oh where to go it was something where if you typed in bouncingbabynames.com yes. you get an error yep yeah a 404 but it's from gishwiz <laughs> yep <laughs> so that's a good time i saw that too <laughs> oh, a, a 403 error from the web server at gishwiz um, yep yep oh it makes me crazy Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I just keep thinking about the Jack and Emmanuel parallels. And I just remember that episode when Jack stabs himself continuously as mm. he's wishing to kill himself. And now I'm thinking oh. about what Cass said. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry for the feels. No, that's why <laughs> we're here. We're here for the feels. Ah. <sighs> Uh, do we have anything else to discuss about this episode that will bring us great pain forevermore? <laughs> uh, I think the only other thing is uh, once Cass takes Sam's trauma, uh, like being kind of being, you know, on the one hand, his brother uh, isn't sick anymore, but on the other hand, Cass is. Yeah. 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 It's so interesting that, like, before it used to be, like, they couldn't ha- be separated. And, like, for Dean to be happy, Sam had to be happy and they had to be like, together, right? But then they were. And it's interesting how, how Dean... Oh, it, it, it's an interesting thing I'm I'm trying to say here is that like that's not enough anymore, right? So that's basically what it boils down to yeah. because he did have just Sam, uh, and so yeah, he was still depressed. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good point. That is a yeah. very good point to everybody that's like it's about the brothers and all Dean needs is Sam. Like, no, it's very different, and it will continue to be different, especially in season eight. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I can't wait to discuss <laughs> Benny. I love Benny. <laughs> Benny, oh, I yes. love it. <laughs> oh man, it'll be good. Um, but first, we have to finish off season seven. Yes. So um. If I remember correctly, we decided we're going to discuss one scene from the girl with the Dungeons and Dragons tattoo. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And uh, listeners, that scene, if you cannot guess already, it's the scene where we realize that Charlie is a lesbian and... Dean's like, hey, just say what I'll say and it'll be fine because I know how to flirt with a guy. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, this, this is funny, but also has like possibly very dark implications with which I'm going to break your heart in the next episode. <laughs> okay. I look forward to it. So stay um, tuned. So that's, 
<laughs> more, more so that's seven twenty. Uh, yeah. So that's seven twenty. The girl with the Dungeons and Dragons tattoo. Just watch the whole episode. Felicia Day is great. Um, seven twenty one. Reading is fundamental, and then we'll go to seven twenty three. Survival of the fittest. Then after that, we'll have our Gamble Era episode, which is going to be an interesting discussion. We've already decided. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what's <laughs> going to happen during that episode, but it'll be interesting. Yep. <laughs> More med takes. Yay! Yeah! Yay! <laughs> In the meantime, this has been Heller Radio. I'm Nora Rose. I'm Sally. And I'm Kate. We have sound editing by Josh. Music by Kalua. Give them hell, hellers. Let me cry